Here's a question for you. Are you really too old to date, have great connection and relationships and toe-curling passionate sex in midlife? It's a question worth unpacking and that's what I'm here to do with you today. Hey, my name is Star Monroe, psychotherapist and your midlife dating bestie. I'm going to hold my hand up. I'm actively out there dating myself. I finalized my divorce from my second husband um, last year, last April. And as I went into the dating world, I realized like, whoa, <laughs> this is a whole new ball game. And I had to learn how to date differently really quickly. And I'm going to answer my question that I asked right at the beginning. No, you're not too old to date, to have great, great, great relationships. And you're definitely not too old to have toe-curling, passionate sex. Yet, you've got work to do if you want all of that. Because if you want better relationships, then you've got to date differently and you've got to relationship differently. So let's dive in. What you're going to find is that society is pitted up against you. Uh, our patriarchal society um, really has brainwashed, especially women, that our time is done and dusted. We're no longer valuable as older women. And you've really got to disrupt and agitate that um, because it has brainwashed us ever since the day we slid out of our mums' vaginas that youth is the currency that we get to deal in also our good looks is also a currency that we get to deal in and it's all bullshit you've really got to disrupt this conditioning that keeps you from really embodying and living who you are truly meant to be at midlife because midlife is a crossroads midlife is asking you it's asking me to really shed all our, our, our outdated identities and masks that we have taken on over the years and to do the healing work. I'm going to be talking to you more about that in a future episode so we can re-emerge as the woman we've always wanted to be. Midlife is just the beginning. There is so much available for you. I'm going to ask you some questions and it's great as you, if you are a woman who is on her own personal growth uh, journey, if you want more for yourself, then you're going to love what I'm delivering. And I would really invite you like to grab a pen, grab a piece of paper and write these questions down. The biggest question is, have you defined who you are? At midlife? Have you defined who you are at midlife? Or have you let society define you? Have you let everybody else define you? When you were a child, especially from zero to seven, you would have learned to find your sense of belonging and how to find love from your caregivers, your parents. And it is up to you as you move into adulthood to, if this isn't working for you, because it will always play out in your adult relationships, it is up to you to do some digging and some excavating on yourself to really question, like, it, 
is this who I'm really meant to be? And I'll tell you more about my story. And I learned to apply lots of different identities and masks on myself because I learned from a very early age that being myself was not safe. It was not okay. It was not acceptable to my family unit. Um, so it is your job because there is so much possibility. I really do believe and live by this mantra that possibilities over problems. There's so much possibility out there in life when you really do shed anything and everything that is keeping you shackled to living a small life that our capitalistic society want you to do. They want to live, they want you to live within a box, don't question anything and just stay quiet and meek. And I'm for the women who want to live out loud, who want to be vibrant, sexy, Oh, just full of fucking life and living life according to their own rhythm. So definitely question, like, have you defined yourself? The other thing that you've got to understand is our patriarchal society would have loaded a shitload of brainwashing on top of you to be always, especially women, to be the caregiver, to be the people pleaser, to be the good girl. This is another way that you may have found your sense of belonging and sense of love in life. And yet it won't let you explore the vastness of what's available for you in the dating and relationship and sex world if you're always adhering to that caregiver, that good girl, the people pleaser, because you're always going to keep putting everyone else's needs ahead of yours. And for you, and you're going to hear me talk about this more and more in further episodes, for you, your job is to step into your rightful place as high value queen who knows who she is, knows what she wants and has the courage and boldness and tenacity to go out there and make it fucking happen. So questioning your conditioning, questioning whether you've defined yourself. And then the next question is like, who am I? It's a really good question. Who am I? And then allow that question to grow legs and have its own energy. Because I know when you ask yourself better questions, the answers are magnetized to you. You've got to practice the art of patience. It really is a sign of maturity to practice the art of patience. And again, this is what is being asked of you at midlife to step in to leave the archetypal energies of a princess behind and step into this rightful place of high value queen who does have the patience and the trust within herself that the answers are going to find her. I've got another question for you. How are you moving through life? And if you are actively dating or in relationships, this applies to this too. Uh, there's three ways that I like to look at this. I like to keep things quite simple. Are you bumbling through life? Are you bumbling through dating? Are you bumbling through your relationships? Kind of letting everyone else pull you in every single direction but yours. Or are you moving through life, dating relationships, carrying around a shitload of past baggage? It's something to think about. Everything that you have not looked at, not spent the time to feel, to process. And if you're anything like me, I was brought up by very stoic parents and I was taught from a very early age not 
to feel any emotions, but just to get on with it. And yet there is wisdom in the stoicism, yet we have to learn how to have empathy with ourselves and to be able to process what we've experienced. A lot of my clients will come to me and say, oh, I just went through this and I just carried on and someone died and I just carried on or I lost my house, I carried on or this burned down and I carried on. And the thing is that this will eventually catch up with you and it normally catches up with you in midlife because it's a crossroads and also the passing of time. So it's really important for you to question, am I still carrying around all this baggage from my past, hoping that it will just disappear if I sweep it under the rug? A uh, little side story for you. I, uh, in my second marriage, I married a guy who was much older than me. And one of his way of dealing with any of our problems was to just sweep it under the rug, never to talk about it um, and to move on. That's his, that was his kind of philosophy. And yet what happened because we kept sweeping under the rug because I kind of bumbled around in that relationship. I wasn't very intentional until the end. Uh, we tripped over everything that we swept under the rug and it ended up in a massive disaster. Well, it ended up in the completion of that relationship and a divorce. So let me go back to how are you moving through life? Are you bumbling through life? Are you carrying around a lot of past baggage? Or are you moving through life intentionally? This is the one. <laughs> are you moving through life intentionally? Do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? Do you know what you want? Have you done the work to find this out? because it's not going to land on your lap, my friend, even if you've watched so many manifesting videos on Instagram and TikTok, it does not work like that. Manifesting means you have to create the life you want. You have to show the fuck up every single day saying, fuck life, here I fucking am. I'm showing up. I'm doing the work. I'm carving out what is no longer useful for me. I'm coming in closer to who I am and what I want. I've been on this journey, this personal growth journey of coming back to myself. Gosh, I remember first going to a psychotherapist when I was 25 in my first marriage, sat on her couch and I said, she said, what do you want? And I said, I just want to be happy. I just want to be happy. And I have been learning to come back home to myself because this is what your job is to do, especially if you want to show up differently in dating, relationships and sex, because it all starts and ends with you. It all starts and ends with your relationship with yourself. If you want deeper connection, deeper intimacy, deeper love. If you want sex that, oh my God, you feel seen, heard, validated, adored, and your legs just open up and you just want more and more, you've got to be able to have a deeper relationship with yourself. And this is what is calling you, especially if you've got me in your ears or you're watching me, like this is your journey. This is the ultimate journey. It's the ultimate journey of self-discovery. It's the ultimate journey in self-love as well.
So question so far is, have you defined yourself? How are you moving through the world? You've got three ways, bumbling, <laughs> carrying around past baggage. There's no shade in anything that I share as well. I've done it all. Um, or are you moving through with intention? I want to remind you that you are not too old. You have so much possibility for you. There is so much out there for you. You've got to have an open mind. You've got to be prepared to do things differently. And you've got to be prepared to do the work, to know yourself, to heal your past. I'm going to be talking more about healing in future episodes. And I know because I've been doing this journey for such a long time and I see it with my clients that you learn to shatter and agitate your conditioning and as you do that you're healing your past and then then you think oh I'm done I'm, I'm here and yet there's not there's always more and it's this courage to re-emerge as the woman you want to be in dating relationships and sex and that means you've got to take different actions you build confidence you build boldness you build courage by the actions you take yes you and i can sit and read a self-help book we can join a course but unless you and i take action nothing is ever going to change and it's well worth me sliding in here right now saying that you're going to make mistakes you're going to make mistakes and it's okay for you to make mistakes oh my god you oh, you are going to make so many mistakes and over the period of time that I show up and share more about my stories, you're going to see how many mistakes that I've made. You are messy. Life is messy. I am messy. The more you frolic in that messiness and stop taking everything so fucking seriously, the easier you're going to be able to move through life. I read this quote a while back and it said, life is a game. Learn how to play it or be motherfucking played. I think I had the swear words in there, but it, you get the drift. It's like life Life is going to happen whether we like it or not. And we've just got to learn to roll with it. We've got to learn to be able to handle whatever comes our way because there will always be something, an obstacle, a new challenge. And you've got to be prepared to be able to meet that headway and have the skills to manage yourself with whatever obstacle comes your way. You would have heard already that I've mentioned your rightful place is, is as high value queen. And that means if I go back into my psychotherapy training, you have three ego states within you, parent, adult, child, and you're learning to distinguish between all of them. A lot of my clients, me especially as well, when I used to show up in relationships, my inner child would lead the way. Oh my God, that's very dangerous. And our wounded inner child will always attract another person's wounded inner child because we're energy, first and foremost, our energy speaks way before we speak. People sense our energy. And actually, I'm going to put a little story into this as well. I used to have a beautiful doggy. His name was Tubby. My son named him. He was a King Charles Spaniel. He was very meek and mild. He was a very gorgeous, lovely doggy, very placid. 
And whenever another dog with bigger energy, more dominant would come around him, he would roll over on his back and show his belly. And then I watched him over the years, we had him for 14 years, whenever another dog came in that was meeker or milder, or in fact, one of my clients came and they were meek and sort of milder than the dog. The dog can sense the energy. The dog would be all over them. He would be pouring them. He would be licking them. There'll be no boundaries. So we sense energy. It's really important for you to really get attuned to the energy. And this is especially essential as you go out into the dating world. It's like, what is the energy that you're emitting from the cells of your body. And you may not know that right now. And yet, if you start asking yourself the question, I guarantee the answers are going to find you. And also, by the reactions and responses by the people around you, you're going to start to understand, oh, this is the energy that I'm putting out there. And your energy can be recalibrated, you can be recalibrated. And the work that I'm here to do, I don't get you to change on a top level, I get you to change from the inside out. My job is to help you think about this, clearing your DNA of all the shit that you've picked up over the years that has kept you spiraling in patterns that do not serve you. And so, you are born with this true essence, this true essence, this powerfulness that, that is you. My job is to clear the debris off that so you can really live to your true essence. A couple of other things, and I will unpack this more in future episodes, is your job to practice the art of patience, to learn to have compassion with yourself. I remember sitting a long time ago with a guy friend and he looked at me and he went, Star, you're so hard on yourself. And I looked at him and I went, that's the way it is, isn't it? That's the way you're meant to be. Um, and that was probably another start of another unraveling for myself. You have to learn how to inhabit your body. You have to learn to come back home to your body. Your body is wise. It's where all your wisdom lives. It's where your intuition, your knowing, your instinctual oh, survival skills live. If you've ever moved through any trauma and you haven't got to midlife without moving through something, then your body is going to be used to being in fight, flight, fawn, freeze. And your job is to be able to soothe your nervous system, soothe your nervous system so you can come back into your parasympathetic nervous system where you can respond to life. So as I'm saying this, I can hear my other phone ringing in the background and there's part of me going, oh my God, there's my phone ringing. But I'm like, hey, it's life. Life is messy. Life is messy. We've got to learn to be able to roll with it. I'm going to repeat this again. Your job, especially if you want more, oh my God, if you want more for yourself in life, in love, in relationships, in sex, in connection, in intimacy, is to cultivate a deeper relationship with yourself. Let me tell you, please, let me tell you why I do what I do, why I'm here. It's my phone going off in the background again. I've been doing my job. I've been working with women since I've been 18. I'm 52 now. 
Um, I've got over 32, 33 years experience working with women, coaching, therapy, teaching. I used to teach fitness, um, pole dancing. I was a showgirl. As I came back out about six years ago after a breakdown, I realized there was no one that I really resonated with in the midlife field. Um, there wasn't anyone that was real life enough for me. They seem to be plastic or kind of perfection. And I don't resonate with that. I want to hear someone that's gone through stuff. And I want to hear that they, un they understand and they're out the other side. Plus, in the dating relationship field, there are oodles of coaches and therapists out there helping women, but there's hardly any women zeroing in on helping midlife women. And that's why I'm here. I'm here to support your journey, your elevation, your growth in midlife, in dating relationships and your libido, because I know when you can cultivate your libido, everything transforms. You become the radiant, alive, vibrant woman that you want to be, that is calling you. The other reason why I do what I do, midlife women, we're motivated to change. Life is passing. We're always, we're over halfway here. We've done more than half our lives. And the way that I think, this is what happened to me, and I'll tell you a little bit about my story before I complete this episode with you, is I realized at 40, I was like, fuck, if I keep repeating the same patterns over and over and over again, then my second half of my life is going to be an absolute shit show. So that was the motivating force for me to shift and change. The other thing is that no one's going to come and save you. No one's going to come and hand things on a plate to you. You're the one who's got to step up and change life, do things differently for yourself. And what I love about working with midlife women is that this is your rightful place. You have power, you have tenacity, you've been through shit, you've got wisdom, you've got courage. It's all there waiting for you to take hold of and use in a really positive and powerful manner. I always used to say I used to be the architect of my destruction. I'm now the architect of my creation. The other thing as well is I'm actively dating. I'm actively out there doing things differently in the dating relationship world. And this is slide me beautifully into a little bit about my story. Um, I, from the age of 10, 11, I really did not like myself. I hated myself. I hated my body. Um, and I picked up an obsessive compulsive uh, patterning when I was younger and I used to touch things three times and I did that because I believed if I touched things three times I wouldn't die nothing bad would happen to me I never felt safe when I was young I was taught very early on that being me I was very wild if you can guess that very wild and a precocious child uh, but I was taught that that was not okay with my family unit and that I could not express any emotions and I had to be a good girl and a caregiver. I took that forward into my adult life. Uh, when I left school, I was a very good girl for a long time. And when I left school, I suddenly just went, fuck this shit. And I kind of started to rebel. Um, and then I started to sleep with lots of men and women and I equated sex for love. 
And I kind of went off the rails and I was uh, also suffering from eating disorders. And then I met my first husband. And for all my 20s, I would say they were my domesticated years. I was very domesticated and I was a very, I went back into my good girl. Yet the inner me was still there. She wanted to come out. She was not happy. Hence me going to therapy at 25, 26 saying, I'm not happy. I divorced from my first husband in my 30s, um, my first child. I have one child. He was born towards the end of that marriage and I slid into my 30s and I just fucking exploded. I was like, fuck, no one's going to tell me what to do. My inner child was leading the way in my 30s and I'm going to do a very quick snapshot of my 30s. I became a cocaine addict, an alcoholic. I spent all my money. I exploded my businesses in my 30s. I was super successful. I opened up one of the uh, England's first pole dancing schools. I became a showgirl. Um, I went, traveled the world. And yet behind the scenes, I was attracting really abusive relationships where men showed me their affection with their harsh words and their fists. Um, and it all kind of crashed down on me in 2008. And I found myself on the floor in a local hotel. And I checked into that hotel because I'd run out of cocaine and alcohol at my house. And I was just like, fuck it. If I drive drunk to this hotel, I can carry on drinking. The next morning I woke up and I was just like, what the fuck are you doing? I'd had a nose job and I was seriously consider someone giving me a booty bump, like uh, blowing cocaine up my asshole because I knew I couldn't put it up my nose. I was like, you're fucking your life up. You're not looking after your son. And so that started my revolution of changing my life. And there was a couple of stops and starts between 2008 and I would say 2015, where I had lots of different mini breakdowns. Um, but it was when I hit my 40s and I really did go, fuck, you keep repeating the same mistakes over and over again. What the fuck are you doing? You're getting older. You have no money. You keep, you're in a codependent, toxic relationship. Sort your shit out. You still don't like your body. And that's when I put myself back to school and I spent 10 years back in school, trained to be a psychotherapist, eating psychology coach, sex, love, dating coach, relationship therapist, body therapist. And so I did all that training initially because I really wanted to figure my shit out. I'm a really curious soul. I'm a very passionate soul. I love to live. I love to express who I am and I love to tell the truth as well because there's not many people out there telling the truth and so that kind of I fast forwarded to today and also in the midst of that I got married again um, second marriage when I was 45 I was seeking someone to rescue me to take away all my pain and my problems and that was great in the honeymoon period and then that all went tits up and five years later we divorced and that takes me back to my divorce last year and it kind of rolls me <laughs> to where I am now and for the last five, six years, I've been dedicating my life to supporting midlife women to really look at midlife aging, uh, menopause, and now dating relationships and their libido with, di with a different perspective, with a different perspective. There is so much more available for you in this life when you decide to 
open your mind, to look at the possibilities rather than the problems, to surround yourself with people that are talking about this in a way that resonates with you, that is outside the box that the patriarchy and our capitalistic society want you to be in. You can be, I was going to say, you can be whoever you want to be, yet you are always you. There's a paradox in that, yet life is a paradox. It's all about the paradox. And that's another thing to expand upon in another time. It's like life is not black or white, it's grey. It's all of the colours and in between. There is so much more available for you. You can attract conscious, healthy love. You can you can be turned on with life, you can enjoy your body, you can inhabit your body. And I always think this is, I'm going to start to close this down. I always think that how you show up right now for yourself, how you show up right now is how you're setting the tone for the next decade. And I've worked with people way much older than me for many, many years. And I know I can see the ones who have done the work because they stay open-minded, they stay fresh, they stay vibrant as they move into their 60s, 70s and 80s. And the ones that don't do the work on themselves, the ones that shut down, that think this is it, I'm stuck, I cannot change. You can change, you can change. They're the ones that their lives get smaller and smaller and smaller. Courage, bravery, tenacity comes through action. So I'm going to leave you with the questions I asked in this episode. And the questions are, who has defined you? Have you defined yourself? And how are you moving through life intentionally? Are you bumbling? Are you carrying around past baggage? Please be kind to yourself as you explore these questions. And if you love what I'm doing, please share me with your friends, subscribe. And if you have any questions, thoughts, drop them in the comments below. And I will be back next week with more amazingly vibrant, juicy, I was going to say moist. I love playing with that word. Uh, moist wisdom so that you can live and create a wild love affair with life, love and your libido. Until then, see you soon.